Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. I am in studio at WATD. I forgot how fun it was to be in here (laughs) in this building. Uh, I am with my side. Live in front of a studio audience. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Is that me and Melissa? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) I have, of course, the one and only Melissa Wallace, and she is the director of everything over at our office. Uh, Boston Connect Real Estate is the sponsor for our real estate show, as well as the McNamara Broker Team, which is now called the Sharon and Mary Real Estate Team. And then when she gets married on June 24th, I said, just name it the Horton Team. Like Ooh. at this point, like, do, does my name have to be on it? <laughs> yeah, June 24th. The wedding's coming up. The wedding That's is exciting. coming up. It sure is. Cool. Um, I don't know how exciting she thinks it is right now with all the final details that have to happen with a wedding. And Melissa's in the wedding. I oh, am. Great. Yes, yes, I am. And yep. I'm going to get my dress at the final hour and hope that it uh, all comes together for me. But <laughs> it's, it's going to work out. It's going to be a beautiful day. Yeah. So. And we were talking a little bit about weddings earlier on um, Alyssa's show. So, um, yeah, it's all those final details. And we also have Alyssa McNamara-Reed with us. Um, of course, we were just on for two hours on her show, McNamara Financial's show called McNamara on Money. So thank you for staying. You're welcome. Yeah. And I know your soccer game got canceled. It did. So. I'm so bummed. It was our opening weekend. I, why? Yeah. why? The other team couldn't field a team. They had to they had to forfeit. Oh. Well, maybe they shouldn't be in the league. <laughs> so do you, you take it as a, do you is, take it as a win? Yeah, I should be <laughs> taking it as a win. Cuz you know what happens is we're going to get into way too much detail on this, but you know, I That's like okay. to talk soccer. Show. We can talk and we, can we have a talk. I could do a talk shock, talk soccer show oh, yeah. quite easily. Um, I coach a town team. So mm-hmm. it's just like a youth soccer program. Yeah. Right. And then, but a lot of the, you know, like a lot of other sports these days, everyone plays club, well, not yeah. everyone, but a lot of the kids play club and, you know, and yeah. so what happens is a lot of the, um, a lot of clubs have games on Saturdays, which conflict with the town games, and uh-huh. so the and so the players will place a priority on their club games, and then they'll miss town uh-huh. games, and it's a bummer because like the 
club that my daughters belong to, their games are on Sundays. So a lot of clubs play on Sundays, yeah. but it's not exclusive. So yeah. they probably had a lot of club players that had conflicts. And so they they chose that over the town. I remember that with volleyball, uh, with Mackenzie, there was a lot of that, um, you know, that stuff, you know, with the <laughs> club teams and everything. We traveled all over. Do you guys do a lot of traveling? Like, Yeah, but it's so short until yeah. you get to the playoffs and then it could be. Yeah, then it's, then it's far away. If, excuse me, if you get to the playoffs. Yeah, when you get to when the playoffs. When you get to the playoffs. To get confident, manifest, but right. not arrogant. Not, yeah. Yeah, not, mm-hmm. not arrogant. Yeah. So, Alyssa, I know that everybody knows who you are basically because of the show earlier, but since you're on our show, sure. I would love for you to introduce yourself because maybe we have some listeners that you don't. Maybe we have people that rise at 10. So Sure, thank you. And now I feel bad that I did not give you the opportunity at the beginning of our show to do that. <laughs> That's okay. Everybody knows my name now. I was telling you. It, yeah, it's been a, yeah, I'm a little out of practice. My dad picked up a lot of the shows recently. I had a mm-hmm. little bit of a respite, but um, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Alyssa McNamara-Reed, I'm a financial advisor with McNamara. Financial. We have offices in Marshfield uh, and Chelmsford, Mass. Uh, this is my twentieth year. Wow! At McNamara Financial, is wow. that crazy? That is one of my clients. I dyed my hair recently, so you can't tell. But one of my clients about a week ago said, "Congratulations on being a silver-haired senior." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> time to dye my hair." Oh, oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> there are things that you like just shouldn't say. She to was people. like laughing about. We were laughing about oh, it, but um, you see, yeah, but. Yeah, twenty. This is my twentieth. And that year. afternoon, you had a hair appointment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I went home and colored it out of a box. But yes, <laughs> I can't even bring myself to like find the time to schedule a hair appointment, yeah. let alone you know sit there for two hours. And, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. um, but anyway, yes. Thank so, you for thank you for having me. Yeah, perfect. And Alyssa, just so everybody knows on my show, I only use the best of the best, and that's why <laughs> she takes care. Well, it started with um, her dad, uh, you know, taking care of our finances and our retirement and everything, and now we. Uh, you know, exclusively, basically, with Alyssa uh, helping us through those processes and those tough questions um, that come up. You know, and it's interesting because as life changes, you know, there's no more call. I'm, I'm like over that. Oh, there's yeah. no more college. And you know, I got to tell you because when Casey was in law school, I didn't pay for law school. I paid for undergrad, but I was paying for her apartment and her utilities and her food and everything. And now I'm not right. Wow, what a difference that makes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I've gone so long with having payments yeah. from undergrad. Yeah. Think about that. Like 2014, all those years, it was like you're used to not having that yeah. money. And I remember, you know, you and your dad used to say, well, when that drops off, then this, and, I, and I'd be like, oh, like it just ne- felt never ending. So yeah. people who are in that right now, it ends. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but that's where we are right now. Yeah. But now I, get to you know help my parents and you know <laughs> and life goes on and life goes uh, on. new challenges present themselves yeah, and absolutely yes. yeah. uh, so we just had a great show Alyssa um, Melissa just joined us um, and I don't know if you got a chance to listen to any of our show but we had Jeremy Devaney Devaney on uh, with us and he is a loan officer and he had some really good points that he made um, about that and I know uh, one of the most what do you think it was that we were talking about what's the thing that everybody brings up to us now Melissa like what's going on how's the market yeah how's the market what's going on with the market what about the rate? 
That's it right there. Yeah. And actually, it's funny when I texted you last night about yeah. my thinking for the show, for the outline uh-huh. for the show was, of course, interest rates, the interest, the interest rate environment, rate? The, yeah. the interest rate environment. I was going to do like the whole outline based on that. And I think I said, are you sick of talking about interest rates? And then I threw out some ideas and your response was yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I still had the outline in that. Well, we didn't do the whole show on interest yeah. rates, but. It's funny because it, everybody is talking about it. And so I have like these two two sides of me. So now that I am a buyer in this market. This will be great, Alyssa, for you to sort uh, of ask her questions okay. on this. Yes. Yeah. So you are a buyer yourself in this market. I'm a buyer myself okay. in this market. So I've been in this industry nine, I don't know, nine, ten years now. And I feel like I've gotten a different perspective now that I'm an actual buyer sure. in it because anybody yeah. can talk about anything, but sure. unless you experience it, you don't really know right. what it feels like. And everyone always asks me, what about the interest rate? All this stuff. And I'm like, as a buyer, like I'm not really paying attention to that because I have so much trust in my loan officer that I know that she's not going to let me like sort of like if I can't afford something, she's gonna tell me you can't afford it. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Yes, yep. she's gonna she's yes. gonna tell me you can't afford it because the good loan officers. Uh, because will, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I've had conversations with her when I'm just like, this is where I need to be, like yeah. monthly. Yeah, because she asks, you know, what do you want to be monthly? And I I really don't even look at what the interest rate is until I'm like literally putting in an offer and I'm like, should I do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I afford this? Yeah. But the emotional yeah. aspect of it, it's interesting because. I do this for a living and Mary obviously does it. Mary isn't with us because she's doing open houses over at Cochise Estates. And, you know, when we're working with our buyers, we're put in that role of keeping their emotions in check, right? We're helping them through that process. It's been so interesting working with Melissa because I'm seeing the emotions firsthand. Like Mm -hmm. when her offer doesn't get accepted and I can see how upset she is. Yeah. Like, if I make a phone call to a client and say, I'm sorry, your offer didn't get accepted. This is the reason why somebody came in at cash, no home inspection over asking. Hey, we tried our best, you yeah. know? Yeah. When I hang up the phone, I don't see the tears. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that the most impactful one maybe for you was the very first offer that I was putting in. And of course, I go to the showing. Sharon shows up. Mary shows up. Mark shows up. Every, <laughs> every house every house that I'm interested in putting in an yeah. offer in, the whole crew comes. Yeah. Every, everybody comes, which I need. That's nice. And too. so I think the first ever offer that I put in was a house in Abington. It would mm-hmm. have been perfect just for a single person and their cat, which is baby. And. <laughs> Um, and I was putting in an offer and I had met with Jasmine Mendez. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always call her Jasmine Mendez. Yeah, she's been married for five years. Yes, now, I, I know. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jasmine Glasgow um, from Maritime Mortgage and I had met with her at the end of the summer and this was probably a month later and the interest rate had changed so much mm-hmm. in a month that, and I thought I was looking well under my budget and because she had given me a number and I was like, oh, I'm not. I'm not comfortable going that high. Like, I'm just a single person in my yeah. first home. Yeah. So I looked low. I felt like it was low behind my budget. And the payment was the exact same. And it was like $100,000 less than what I was initially yeah. thinking. Yeah. And the payment yeah. was the exact same. Yeah. And I just was yeah. like, that's frustrating. I'm never going to yeah, be able to afford anything mm-hmm. on my own. And she was just like, uh, uh, it's almost see. better to be a new buyer right now. Yeah. Than to have been a buyer a year ago. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's not almost better. It's way better way to better. be a new buyer right now, just coming in because this is what you can afford. Yep. Then yeah. like a year ago, you're like almost teased by, oh my God, yeah. I can afford that this higher and price it's point. Just, yeah, it's, yeah. So I got pre-approved at the end of the summer. And so I'm saying maybe September, I got pre-approved. So from September yeah. to now, 
every single time I've gone to put in an offer or I've been interested in a property, the interest rate has been so dramatic from the time before. So maybe like four or five times, it's like, okay, so I'm like literally looking across the board of my price range because Mm -hmm. it's all going to depend on what the interest rate is on that at that time that I'm putting in the offer. Because at one point, I mean, I think that you were approved up to like 425 or something, right? On your own. And then now the houses that you're looking at are... Like probably like the low threes or like three fifty yeah. or anything, and it's the same yeah. exact payment, yeah, yeah. It, or even yeah. more. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, so I know just we just like, did those similar calculations <laughs> on our yeah. show. Even more, and I'm like, yep. and everyone's like, oh, yeah. why don't you consider a condo? Which would be great for somebody who, like me, is never home and doesn't have to take care of a lot of things. However, you also have to take into effect the condo the, fees. The condo fees. So, yeah. so then you would have to look below your budget mm-hmm. or what you think your budget is, and then consider in. Though, mm-hmm. And I'm just like, no, I can't. It's just so much thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I can't right now. Yeah. So I try not, as a buyer in this market, I try not to be so obsessed with the interest rate because it fluctuates so much that I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm sort of relying on the professional. Like I'm staying in my lane sort of mm-hmm. and just relying on the professional to tell me, okay, no, mm-hmm. like this isn't a good And you recently you. put this an offer good. in on a house in Hanson as well mm-hmm. and tell that story about how many offers that one ended up getting. Well, we heard two different stories. So yeah. I was Go told... yours. I was told by... I So I, I submitted my offer. The offer deadline was 12 o'clock. I got a call at 12.30. I'm sorry, I got 30 offers. <laughs> we are going with an offer that is significantly over asking. I'm sorry, in 30 minutes, they already had a decision? Yeah. Or we had... We whittled, well, they were getting it down to five. They, okay, they, okay, okay. they had an offer deadline okay. of like Tuesday at 12 o'clock. I put my offer in and then Tuesday at 12.30, they, mm-hmm. uh, they called me and said, we, we received 30 offers and they're going to go with one that is significantly higher in price, very similar um, uh, terms. Um, and, and that was it. And I, I could have gone higher financially, but I didn't see the value in the house. Yeah, because you're um, smart. Yeah. I, I just yeah, didn't yeah. see didn't see the value. That's really important, Mm -hmm. I think, too. And when we're working with our buyers and, you know, you have that pre-approval letter, um, I put an offer in recently for one of our clients and, you know, the house maybe was in the nines that they could, you know, that for the house, they were going a little bit over asking, but they were, the pre-approval they had was for a previous house, too, that they had put in and it was over a million. And I said, let's keep this pre-approval because I'd rather show that you are financially strong in this position right now. So, remember I was talking earlier on your show, if the rates do change, is this person still going to be able to afford it? Mm-hmm. So we had our big you know, meeting uh, last week with our developer or this week with our developer. And he was giving us examples of people who at one point at the beginning stages of a, you know, one of the communities was up over a million. Interest rates changed mm-hmm. so much. They're now looking at 800. Yeah, I was going to say 800, yeah. I mean, the perfect example for me is like you said, so when I had my initial meeting with Jasmine, she's like, you can go to 425 and be comfortable with your payment there. And I was like, I don't know, 425, my first house, like by myself, like I don't know. And then um, the uh, offer that I did get accepted in December was for 325. So, and it was the same payment. Yeah. And that was a yeah. difference of three months. Yeah. So hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars less with the same payment, but because the interest rate had gone, I I think from five and a quarter to seven. Yeah, 
Yeah. I'm a hundred thousand dollars below what I thought I could afford. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's and now it the houses are so few and far between that I'm just like yeah. I can't I can't focus on the interest rate every single day because I don't even have a house to put an offer in on. Right. So mm-hmm. so if you think about um, we were talking earlier, it's interesting because I pulled a report um, and it showed what you know where inventory is right now in Plymouth County and this time last year we had eight hundred and forty eight houses on the market and right now we have a thousand eleven, which was surprising to me. I'm not actually not surprised. Really, I, I'm not surprised because of the inventory that is on the market. And I that had we were to, talking about yeah. that. Well, what are the types of homes that yeah. are on the yes. market? It, it's are they very all unattractive, mm-hmm. undesirable? Yeah. So there's in your in that range of not all. I say all for those people that have their homes on the market. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure no, they're no, not no. all unattractive no, and undesirable. No. Yeah. From three fifty to four hundred, there were forty two on last year, and there's thirty four this year. Mm-hmm. So that range seems yeah. to be, and that makes even sense, the range of the four hundred four fifty was. You know, forty-two this year. Yeah. Where are most of them? What range are they in? Six um, to eight hundred. Six. Let me see where the difference. It's hard to see it on the scale here, but like in the seven to like, where is most of the inventory just in general now? In right. what price range? Yeah, ninety-one homes right now in the seven to eight hundred range. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. So I had just had this conversation with somebody the other day. I don't remember who. Uh, I'm sorry, but. I'd, this week, somebody had said to me, oh, are you looking at any houses this week? And I was like, no. And they're like, oh, I can't believe nothing has come on in your price range. And I was like, well, actually, four houses have come on in my price range, but I'm not going to look at any of them. And they're like, why? Um, one's bank-owned and it needs to be cash. One needs a brand new septic system. It's the buyer's responsibility. One um, doesn't even have walls in it. it oh, it needs, my God. Like, not mm-hmm. even a finished home. Not even finished. Nothing. It, so many, like, mm. if, and they'll go. They'll go to somebody who's looking for something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like right now a lot of people who might be in hard hardship situations or whatever it may be, somebody who just wants to get a, get away from a house is going to put it on the market right now mm-hmm. because they're all going. Yeah. And all the investors, as we were talking earlier, the investors are buying those and flipping them. And, and somebody brought up wholesalers the other day too. So we're seeing a lot more wholesalers out there. Um, so what they're, what they do is before those come on the market and um, I'm not going to talk about all wholesalers, but if you do some research, sometimes um, they have sort of the reputation of taking advantage of people in certain circumstances, okay. you know, not being able to make their mortgage payments and things like that. So honestly, beware of those types of things. Uh, there's some great wholesalers out there, but there are also some bad ones. And um, what they do is they find these people who might be in these situations and say, okay, well, let's put on paper that I'm going to buy your house. So let's just say I'm going to buy your house for $400,000. Mm-hmm. They just exchange some paper, but it hasn't closed. And then they will, that wholesaler then goes out looking for the buyer. So now they're going to the the flippers and everybody else and saying, okay, "Okay, I have a property for you to look at. They bring the person into the house and they'll say, okay, um, I'll give you 425 for it. Or I'll give you 450 for it. So they're taking a little spread just by matching people up. mm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they are basically taking that. So yeah. they're taking. It never ends up being in their name, ever. Okay. It never passes title. They're in their being name. a matchmaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it actually just goes over, and then they take the difference. How is that different from putting a house on the market? I don't understand. What's... Well, because if you put a house on the market, it would probably be for more money. <sighs> okay. Right. So that extra twenty-five to fifty thousand dollars would go in the seller's pocket, not the wholesaler's pocket. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. But there are so certain, it's pretty brilliant on their end. But yeah. people are could be taken advantage of. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. I you see. Know. What you're saying. Yeah. Like remember those people I was talking about earlier when I wanted to do my speed dating at the office. You know there are people out there that don't want to go through the process. They don't want to empty out their house. They don't want to yeah. do things. We have a lot of Sounds seniors yeah. that don't know like where do we begin? Right. You know how do I empty out my house? And that's one of the sort of the demographic that I've been very engulfed in and, and really enjoy is helping that demographic figure out you know, the dumpster aspect of things, getting the house cleared out, doing all that and helping them get the most amount of money. That's what our job is. Mm -hmm. It's not just sitting, you know, taking the first offer and just, you know, going with it. Mm -hmm. So with your, um, like with, with what you're seeing, I wanted to ask this earlier and I got sidetracked, but I'm so intrigued with uh, generational situations do you see a certain generation like maybe the boomer generation like is there a generation that didn't prepare well for retirement and all they do have is their house i don't necessarily uh um i guess i I don't necessarily think that's generational um i just wasn't i feel like was there a generation that didn't plan well for retirement yeah I i don't know about that um but I certainly, th- well, you know what? And you have to remember that the people that I work with have financial assets outside of the home. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm working with like a smaller subset of the population. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have many or any clients that just have assets tied up in a home. Yeah. And that's it. Because yeah. that person wouldn't seek out a financial advisor. It, that makes sense. So yeah. I guess I don't, I don't have any... Mm-hmm. real life experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of my clients have a large percentage of their wealth tied up in a home. Mm-hmm. I think that's just any really anyone that's a homeowner, especially later in life, yeah. that's just the way that it would be because of the prices of real estate um, in this area of the world in particular, and particularly now mm-hmm. uh, versus, you know, their ability to um, accumulate money you know, in a 401k. I mean, think about what people's mortgage payments are compared to how much they're putting in a 401k. And I know the mortgage, you know, a lot of that's going to interest and and some's going to property taxes and insurance. But if you compare how much people are paying for real estate compared to how much they're tucking into their 401k or or similar every month, it's a a staggering difference, I'm guessing for most people. Like, right, mortgage payments, three or 4,000 a month and they're putting, what, 500 a month in a 401k or Mm -hmm. something like that. Like, it's a huge difference. my point yeah. is like that that they're building equity in their home because they're forced to number one and number two real estate lo- you know long term has appreciated and uh, they're not everyone can put a comparable or even a close to comparable right. amount into yeah. their 401k to build that mm-hmm. um, some people can and and that's great for those people that can but a lot of people cannot mm-hmm. and so I think that's why people, you know, the real estate equity and real estate ends up later in life being a a large, large, large percentage of people's net worth. Last year too, when things were sort of dropping in your industry, and I think we had a big drop, but I don't look because you tell me not to. Yes. Thank you. um, Good girl. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to look until I have to. (laughs) I'll tell Um, you when it's good. It's okay to look. (laughs) Okay. Well, I looked at my dad's the other day and that's what caught me off guard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, you know, what are your thoughts on, because I think then it was, we were hearing a lot, again, with investors and people, they were saying, rather than putting their money in the stock market and your world, they were rather buy the the homes. Were you seeing a lot of that? Um, or buying it's, real yeah, estate? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, 
it's it's normal for people to not to be nervous to put money in a 401k yeah. when they're seeing the value of their at their 401k mm-hmm. or other assets um, down maybe 15 or 20 percent mm-hmm. um, so yeah it's in, in and in reality good investor behavior would actually be to keep adding or add more when it's down 15 or 20 percent because it's a buying opportunity right but but it's human nature to be nervous you know people think this oh this isn't a good time to invest because markets are down mm-hmm. maybe they think it will continue down well that that's really what they're thinking that it will, why am I going to put money in when it's going right. to continue yeah. down so mm-hmm. I can't I don't necessarily th- I mean, it, the, the numbers are just very different. Like, it's not necessarily like, well, I'm not going to put money in my 401k. I'm going to buy a house instead because mm-hmm. really you're talking about 500 or a thousand a month into my 401k and this house is a million dollars, right? The, yeah. the numbers are just yeah, different. They're but, just so different. But it is normal for people to hesitate adding money to yeah. a portfolio, 401k, or the like uh, in, in, you know, in volatile times. Because yeah, that, that was really one of the things I was yeah. I was thinking too. It's like, well, that would be the time you would want to add more because people were yeah. buying houses that were over asking. So it didn't make sense to me. Yeah. But uh, we are at 1030. So we're going to take a very short break and uh, we will be right back. I am with Alyssa McNamara-Reed. We're talking about um, things real estate related and uh, whatever her world is, financial planning. <laughs> financial, <laughs> financial, planning. <laughs> financial planning. So we will be right back. People often wonder what they need to do in order to prepare their home to sell. Hi, I'm Melissa Wallace, full-time realtor and team member with Sharon McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate. And our team always advises our clients to remember, you never get a second chance for a first impression. Call our team for a one-on-one consultation and top tips on how to prepare your home to sell. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, the broker owner and full-time realtor from Boston Connect Real Estate. And my real estate team always advises our clients to use their senses, all five of them, sight, smell, taste, hearing, and touch. Call my team for a one-on-one consultation and top tips on how to prepare your home to sell. It's so easy to connect. Call me directly at 781-294-4848 or visit my website, bostonconnect.com. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. And we are back. I always have to do a little pause because I get... Uh, that was perfect. Okay, that good. was great. Nice <laughs> job. Do a little pause because I'm always She gets quick. to do the show again next week. I get yes. To do, yes, I get to come back next week. Yes. Um, you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace and I am joined... In the WATD studio mm-hmm. with the one and only Sharon McNamara. Good morning. Good morning. I feel like you've been here for about eight hours now. I have been. Yes. <laughs> and then we have Alyssa McNamara-Reed from McNamara Financial joining us today. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. And you have been here for eight hours as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Friday nights and Saturday mornings are long. Sometimes. I can't, I like, I can't even believe, like, you, you have things to talk about for three hours. I mean, so Sharon was a guest on McNamara. Uh, on money uh, this morning mm. from 8 to 10 and now here we are from 10 to 11 and mm. Saturdays are like our sort of our goofy show but yeah. I feel like we have to be like professional I know today. we have to be professional today <laughs> usually Tim gives us little fun noises in between yeah. I talk about DJ Khaled yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> we have to be professional Tuesday night yes yes oh yes. tell everybody well, why we have to be professional Tuesday night uh, so Tuesday <laughs> night uh, which is April 11th uh, from 5 to 7 p.m. at our office in Pembroke Center 19 Madison Kesich Street. Uh, we will be gr- uh, having a meet and greet after hours event with the Pembroke Chamber of Commerce. Uh, so please come over. Millie will be there as well. So if you don't know who Millie is, Millie is uh, my husband's
Ryan's 1937 Ford pickup truck. Um, <laughs> I so, thought you were going to say a cat. It <laughs> nope, like it's a cat Millie. Well. Nope, it's Millie. So right after Nana and uh, after Papa had passed, um, he decided to buy Millie, oh. and um, it's named Millie for Marjorie and Billy. Got it. Yep. And um, so Millie will be there, and um, we're gonna we are live on the show Tuesday night as well. And if you are a member or become a member that night, hundred and twenty five dollars, uh, twenty five goes to the scholarship for Pembroke. Uh, we'll be bringing people on air just to. Um, Tell us who you are. Tell us a little bit about your business, and then you'll be able to enjoy uh, some things that are going on. Initially, the developers, uh, Bristol uh, Development, from uh, that's doing the project that I was talking about earlier over at Shepherd's, uh, the 66 apartments, uh, they were going to be coming, but uh, unfortunately, they have a meeting in Boston that they can't uh, escape from. And I asked them just to bring the boards yeah. so we can see, you know, so everybody can see what that project is going to look like. So again, uh, members and non-members, and it's Pembroke Chamber of Commerce uh, next Tuesday. So, are you on, you're in the chamber here in Marshfield. I was on the chamber for 11 years. I'm fish, I'm off the chamber now, effective January. Oh, really? Yeah. So, not even a member, or are you just like oh, not on the board? I'm still a member. I'm just not. Yeah. On, I'm not on the board of the chamber anymore. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. So I came up with a little tagline for us: supporting business and uniting community. Isn't that nice? Love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> great. Isn't that yeah. nice? <laughs> Isn't that nice? Yeah. So we'll be doing that Tuesday night. So we hope that you can make it. 19 Mattachusett Street. Um, so Pembroke Chamber and Marshfield Chamber, uh, they they have done some stuff together mm. in the past. They're very cooperative yeah. chambers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, Tuesday night, I think it was, um, or well, recently, somebody from Marshfield um, Chamber called. Oh, yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, called in and said, you know, hey, that's great that you're doing that. So uh, come and see us. But if you have any questions yeah. about real estate or financial planning, uh, give us a call, 781-837-4900. And we were just talking a little bit about the whole process and the emotions that go along with buying. Um, and you know what? She's such, you looked at me like that. Yeah, she, she's such a good buyer too. And this is where I feel like the emotional part comes into it. Oh, and the it's other struggle emotional, is, right? is your like cousin money. is yep. in the same field as her. So okay. like now I have two people. The same that, range. The same range, price price range, range yeah. Yeah. Which is a tough price range, I'm assuming, it's in yeah. terms of what's available in this area of the world. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. I just listed the four that are available, and we, we, neither one of us are looking at any of those. Um, yeah. Although there was one, I think, that they looked at in Plymouth. It was just too far for me. Yeah. Um, just too far. I, I thought mean, that was a condo, yeah. wasn't it? A condo? I don't mm, know. No. Okay. Anyways, so, Alyssa, are there anything that you want to talk to us about, like about um, your world? Because um, this is really, you're our guest. How your so. world intertwines with ours. <laughs> like, my world intertwines with yours quite a bit, actually. <laughs> um, my clients often ask me my opinion on real estate. And yeah, I do. I get a lot of questions from qui- clients regarding um, being a real estate investor and mm-hmm. owning real estate mm-hmm. investment mm-hmm. properties. And I can't comment on that personally. I don't have a real estate investment property. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are kind of, um, it's, it's fun for me to, you know, I'm a financial planner. I do like modeling, you know, with my software and stuff like that. I get all, mm-hmm. you know, nerdy with the calculations and those are fun things to model. Like I just yeah. had a conversation with a client um, a couple days ago about um, he right now has a duplex and he rents out one side. So right. it's steady cash flow mm-hmm. for him. And he's thinking mm-hmm. about, um, you know, doing that again or maybe rent now renting out his side and buying a second place. And we're just having these conversations yeah. about, you know, and, and it's interesting in this, sorry, interest rate environment, have to bring it up again that he's like um you know i i have this 
property, I might rent out the other side and then buy another place for myself. And he, mm-hmm. and, you know, d- but doesn't have much of a down payment for it. So would be very leveraged, would mm-hmm. have to borrow a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually out in California. So you're talking about, you know, bigger numbers for right. in yep. terms of the price points. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, and you know, and then you're sort of calculating, well, okay, what's the interest you're paying on the mortgage? What's your payment? You know, even if you're getting the cash flow over here, what are, you know, how much in debt are you, et cetera, et cetera, versus what if you just sold and then you're mortgage free mm-hmm. in your next place right. or, or yeah. close to it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then, and that gives you an ability to build assets out he, outside of here, and, and but you're foregoing appreciation on mm-hmm. two investment mm-hmm. properties. So, you know, again, those are not things I can solve in five minutes, but we could work through models and, and it's sort of fun to do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and, and I, you know, one of the things I, I generally say for people that are interested in being a real estate investor, um, I think it, it works well when you're local mm-hmm. to that property and when you're handy. Yeah. yeah. And if you're neither of those things, then I don't think it's as cost effective or it doesn't uh, appreciate, not that the home won't appreciate, but but your financial benefit from that is not as great mm-hmm. because if you're hiring a property manager, et cetera, and needing people to work over, it's just eating away at your your cash flow and your yeah. return on the property. And one of the things too, if you ever get those questions, I mean, feel free to lean into um, Mary a little bit too, because her fiance okay. is Sam Horton. He's yeah. a full-time real estate agent at Boston Connect Real Estate. And one of the things I love about Sam is early on in his career, even though he does do um, you know resales and residential and everything, he just has this love and passion for investments mm-hmm. and investor properties mm-hmm. and working with investors. He started a meetup in our office a couple of years ago, I would say, Mm -hmm. and he meets up once a month in our office and um, he has different speakers and everything. He's up over 50 people. He has over a hundred people on his list, doesn't he? Like real estate investors? Real estate investors, yeah. Whether it's big or small, you know, everything. And, you know, he's going to start getting into the property management aspect of things too. So... um, What is it, like a support group? What what, what is that? I don't get it. It's It's like a Emotionally support group. (laughs) It's a a meetup. So they'll have like, for a guest speaker, he's had like an accountant on before, you know, talking about, you know, the pros and cons, different things to do, um, how to leverage yourself how to you know they had a speaker on last week and he has like what a a ton of doors right like he just has over a hundred doors or something Doors. To doors. To well, sell, that's like it, to, no. Well, not doors. Like but wooden that's doors. What they, no. Well, that, that's what they call each unit is a door. That's uh, how they reference like, it. What? See, I was if, like, if you went to okay. his like functions, you would learn the lingo. I have no interest in being a real estate investor. Investor. Myself, but yeah. yeah. Uh, but there are a lot of them out there. So um, Sam Horton. When is his next one? Is it next week? Um, no. No, not weeks. the upcoming week, uh, the 20th, I think. Yeah, is that I think the, it's is that a Thursday. Thursday, yeah. So if anyone out there is listening and you're interested in going to Sam's meetup, uh, just give us a call or... If you if you have doors and you'd like to meet up with, <laughs> with yeah. Sam Horton. Um, yeah, so anyways, that's what I was going to say about investors. And we are seeing a lot of them. You know, one of the difficult things for me is these people who... Um, think that they can be investors and think mm. that they can do a yeah. flip and I blame HGTV Easier on a said lot of that. that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So that's what we got a lot of unrealistic people out there. Well, it's also not just people like investors who want to do flips. It's also like investors like a multifamily, like someone buying a multifamily that might want to live in one of the units as well. So that was a conversation that I had with Jasmine when I got pre-approved was, you know, she was like, have you ever considered a multifamily? And I was like, 
never. Like, uh-huh. I, I never before a month ago, I never even considered a house. Like I didn't think that that was something that I could achieve. And now you're thinking like you know a multifamily. I'm like what? I was like my mind was blown. I'm like what? I don't know. <laughs> and the more I thought about it, the more I was like okay, like yeah, like right now would be a perfect opportunity. Being a single woman, you know, buying a property and you know mm-hmm. being able to make some money off of it. Um, and it, so it's it's also people like that, you know, going to the meetings and. Um, and fi- finding things like off market and being able to make connections where mm-hmm. you know you can sort of get a great deal. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard to compete with the you know that field too. It's just difficult to sort of compete yeah. with you know the investors too with the multi you know the multifamily. Oh, that are, can be cash buyers and mm-hmm. yeah, and can get financing a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and too if you're buying you know in a condo development, you know there's a lot of things. This just I just came across this with the develop uh, the condo I have for sale that we got under agreement was, you know, looking at the budget and looking at everything. Um, the per, the ratio right now is 42.9% for rentals versus home ownership. So like so primary s- residence. Slightly more than half of people own. Yes. So, okay. but it makes it more difficult to get a loan when the, the majority of the property is for rentals. So that's one thing that you definitely oh, have to right. look into. Oh, right, when it's a condo and the, yeah. some of the condos are being rented. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, um, and then a lot of FHA products won't, you know, yeah. won't allow that, yeah. you know, so with the ratio being that high and with the this development that I have, there is no cap. I was like, well, what's the cap? There is no cap. On how many people can on rent On how many it. people can be renters. So we had- Oh, they're just screwing some owners then. Yeah, they yeah. are. That's yeah. too bad. Yeah. That's too bad. So I said- The condo my, association, somebody else should get on the board of that condo association probably and change that. Well, they just yeah, changed management companies. Oh, okay. So maybe yeah. they'll, they'll think about that. But um, that's one of the that's things yeah. to think about. We've done a whole show on things to think about when you are buying a condo. Mm-hmm. Uh, budget certainly is one of them. Um, this property actually has a special assessment because they just changed hands, but our seller is going to pay that. But okay. you never want to see that bill when you're you know, sitting down at the table and you're buying and it's like, what do you mean a special assessment? So yeah. that's a whole other show that we could talk yeah. about. A whole nother condo <laughs> show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, something like that, when you don't have a cap and then it, the the development itself is going to be less desirable to people because they're not going to be able to go for certain loan programs that have these caps. Like mm-hmm. there's a cap for a reason. Yeah. And, um, that's, that's actually scary because if people are buying into condos mm-hmm. like that now at 7% interest rates and if rates fall and they go to refi mm-hmm. and they can't refi yeah. because the bank is saying, no, there's a high percentage of rentals versus Or they owners, need to sell because they can't They, they won't can't be able to it. refi. They yeah. They're going to have a that's hard time bad. finding a buyer. Mm-hmm. That's too bad. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 good for the investors because it puts the investors in a really good position because they're like, all right, well, hey, I have cash and I'm able to do this or yeah. I'm in a, you know, getting hard money or doing something like that to get the loan, you know, to get in there. So it works out perfectly for the investors. But though I just imagine that whole entire building being investors. Yeah, in which case they'll never change. If the majority of the owners are already investors, they'll never change that mm-hmm. no. that rule because yep. they'll all vote against it. Yep. Oh yeah, that's yep. that's scary. Mm-hmm. So they'll be the ones that are gobbling all that up. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's scary for the individual mm-hmm. condo owner. Yeah. I mean, yep. in terms of what the future would hold if they were trying to refi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
What else do we want to talk about, ladies? <laughs> do you want to talk about Cochisita States at all? Um, yeah, I can you talk have about the, You have your little fancy website up there. Yeah, so if you go to uh, Live Cochisita Estates, so it's C-O-C-H-E... S-E-T-T estates.com I don't know where I put that Um, it was up here a minute ago so we have 92 uh, units that are in that development Mary is there uh, doing an open house this morning and she's there every Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 2 every Wednesday as well uh, from 5 to 7 and obviously you can always get an appointment but um, Alyssa are you on the website? Yeah I am actually I made that you made the website? Looks I good. did, yeah. yeah nice. So, um, but you can see how we have a mixture of, you know, single families and um, attached homes. And, you know, there's something for everybody in this development. So, um, we're going to be adding, I'll be putting on the prices up here soon. But, you know, some of the condos, uh, it's all, all condos, by the way, but that's another story for another day. Um, the attached homes start at six ninety nine and go up from there. So, and there are single family homes in there as well. There are single family homes in there as well. Nice. Yep. So, if you go to the gallery, uh, you can see single family homes and um, th- some really nice properties that we have here. So, yeah. Yeah. So, that's really all I have to say about that. But if you are looking <laughs> okay. for new construction, I mean, you yeah, know, beautiful. one of the things I, I actually did do a blog on this. So, if you go onto more and into the blog, um, the benefits of buying new construction in the early stages. So, what we hear about new construction and people sort of being hesitant to being, you know, at the beginning stages, one, they worry about the developer bellying up. And that's something that people should think about. That is one thing that uh, Jeremy had said earlier, right? That you have to sort of worry about that one of the things i like about working with stonebridge homes is they're sort of they they're not you don't have to get a construction loan so they're sort of financing this themselves so they're very strong financially so you don't have to do construction loans to purchase in here which is really good um and what you know the new construction, the beginning stages, you're dealing with, you know, the trucks are coming in and out and, you know, the maybe all the common areas don't look, be, you know, perfectly beautiful yet. Mm-hmm. But the benefit is, is you're probably saving a lot of money because it only goes up in price as we enter into every new stage okay. of the development. So it's sort of your reward for putting up with a lot of that. And um, I know in some of the developments right now, they're going to be going up on um, like 3%. They're going up on some of their developments right now. Now, but hmm. we're sort of staying the same but usually you can get better pricing and incentives uh, from the builder a lot of the builders are working with loan officers so you can do this is one of the big things that we're hearing right now is that the seller will contribute like ten thousand dollars towards your buy down rate so maybe the rate is six and a half percent right now but we'll put ten thousand dollars towards buying down your rate mm. so maybe you can get that to six maybe mm-hmm. you can get it to five and three quarters um, so you know the the builders right now are the ones that I'm working with anyways. Uh, they are doing a really good job of trying to be creative to make this work for people who do want to purchase. Um, so that's one of my things on that. And you know what else is nice? You get to pick the lot that you want. Yeah. Right? Although we always say the best the best bang for your buck is the model homes. I know. I mean, they... they Why uh, is that? Just... Mm. 
Because the model, typically a builder will build a model home, but like put a lot of bells and whistles in it. But yeah. everything. You, so like you can everything. See. So you can see what they, what it is that they can offer yeah. and what they can do. But they're not going to charge what, what they would charge in a traditional build. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll just use dramatic numbers. Say this kitchen is a, is a $50,000 kitchen, but really it, built into the prices might be 30,000 mm-hmm. like you know like it, it's it's maybe there's hardwood floors in all of the the bedrooms which isn't traditional with you know purchasing a, a new build you know it's usually um, carpet in the mm-hmm. bedrooms and stuff like that but in a model home they'll do hardwood so they can show you that we can do that and it's like an upgraded hardwood and all mm-hmm. this stuff so there are things that um that you can get in a model home mm-hmm. that you aren't really necessarily buying. Yeah. We recently have that with one of our model homes, and I think people have a hard time grasping around that, but the builders do have more leeway when it comes to doing that because a lot of times it's with the extras that you know, you're paying more for, yeah, okay. you know, as you're adding things into it. Um, so when you're buying the, when you're buying the model home, the builder is able to minimize that price sum to get you in there and you get everything like all of the bells and whistles, hmm. which is nice. Cause we, we want those things to showcase when we're in our properties. So mm-hmm. are the model homes available immediately or do they wait until the development's almost done? No, oh. you can buy it immediately. Yeah. Are they still available in that? We have one, uh, yeah, the one that we have in there, the Fairfield, which is a single family, that property is still available. Uh, we had some people that were interested in it. We had a couple people that were interested in it when the rates went up they Mm. fell out right Mm -hmm. so that happened and then I believe we got an accepted offer on one of the um, it was the Liverpool I think or the Walton yeah which was the attached homes oh okay yeah and those are beautiful I mean that's something I could see you in actually and enjoying is like that attached home it's so they're huge yeah I mean they're gigantic and what's nice about them is you can have a first floor master Mm -hmm. and then you know the kids can be upstairs but the way that they're set up if you look at the aerial view of these uh, Liverpool Waltons they're humongous and it looks like a single family which is nice Mm -hmm. Um, but the way that they're situated you definitely have so much privacy Mm -hmm. which is really really nice we're going to be doing a big um, open house over there as well too so we'll definitely announce that I wanted to make it black tie yeah, I think we should I just, just oh, 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 fancy it up. Yeah, yeah. No, like on a Friday like night. Nobody yeah. gets dressed up anymore. No we one gotta, does. We gotta, I gotta fancy it up. We gotta have our own prom. Yeah, that's what we'll do. <laughs> we'll roll out a red carpet. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. new construction. Yeah, yes. new yeah. construction red carpet. Mm-hmm. And it is really nice. I will say it's. I've been very fortunate to work for Stonebridge Homes and, um, you know, be the marketer for them for several of the developments. And um, other than being very loyal, um, you know, developers and trusting us with their product. It's just nice that they stand behind what they do. There's a 10-year warranty on all their products. They take the extra efforts to make sure that, you know, you're not going to get water in your basement, all of those things. And one of the things I like to say, I mean, we just finished up a project. Copperwood, how many do we have in Copperwood? My gosh, 30... 34? 32 or 34? Yeah, 34. We just finished up that project with them. And what I would say to people is, listen... I don't want you to get screwed by a builder either. I'm going to bump into you and stop and shop. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. I don't want to be ducking in the produce aisle. Yeah. Uh, but it's nice to have somebody who does stand behind yeah. their product like they do. So, um, and buying early in the development, prices only go up. So yeah. you're, you're 
you're buying and it may seem high now mm -hmm. but honestly at the end of the day when the development is done you've already have equity yeah the yeah. The, the houses at the end of the development will ha be great comps for you mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly yeah. so exactly. you already have equity yeah. in it yeah absolutely so that's a little bit about that that's a little bit about that Alyssa, is there anything that you would like to talk about it seems like we're fading a little bit well we've been, we have been here for three hours yeah. that's yeah. what happens after <laughs> that's that's what happens after uh, we, we usually have no shortage of things to talk about but I, we, I don't know that we've ever done three hours back to back before have we yeah, I think uh, I think, I, think twice. I think so once or yeah. twice um, mm -hmm. yeah anyways getting back to me um, <laughs> <laughs> with the interest rates it is it is you know it is something that we get asked all the time we recently yeah. just went to um, uh, not a networking event but it was like a, an event um, you know, one of the attorneys that we use. Styles. She styles. knows Styles. Okay, good. Yeah. So um, we went to Styles' office Thursday night, and, um, you know, they were just doing a little, like, you know, welcoming gathering for um, a lot of preferred professionals. And uh, one of the things that, you know, we sort of were anticipating was being asked all these real estate questions, because you get all these real estate people yeah. in the same room. And I think every nobody wanted to talk about it. Like, mm. nobody wanted no. to talk about the market. Nobody wanted to talk about interest rates or anything like that. Like, just wanted to have a good time together. Well, it's like more... Because it, it <laughs> everyone's in the same boat. It was kind of exciting to talk about real estate, like, a year mm, ago, when yeah. there were crazy stories, and people were doing, quite honestly, mm -hmm. crazy things. And Reckless. the numbers were crazy and yeah. yeah yeah it was it was interesting to talk about and um, I almost brought that up earlier yeah. too when you talk about where we were in that reckless market and I sort of see us sort of going back that way a little bit right now is but there was a statistic we went to actually uh, Pete Fakaisen uh from cross country, cross country. Um, he is also where Mark Styles' office is. Um, he's a great loan officer. He brought us into the city for um, a function that they were having, and they had a trainer on there or whatever she was, a speaker. And she said, seventy-two percent of the people who purchased during that time are regretting their decision. Have mm. buyer's remorse. Buyer's remorse because they were buying. One hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, they over way asking. overpaid. Yeah, yeah, they overpaid. Prices maybe have come down even a little. They're yeah. already seeing mm -hmm. depreciation in the. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I was thinking about this. I, th I think if you're overpaying, if you're if you're paying the emotional value of a property. Mm -hmm. I think that if you're going to be in that home for a very long time, like if it's your forever home, if you're going to mm -hmm. be there for 20 years, yeah. 30 yeah. years, then I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because yep. who cares if it's depreciated exactly. already. Mm -hmm. But if you're like Melissa, yeah. you don't yep. want to be paying $100,000 over because your you're starter home, you're probably not going to be there more than five or seven years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that is, that is yeah. a consideration. The also consideration that I have is I'm by myself. So I say this all the time. Everybody can be my best cheerleader to the day that we close but the day after closing I have no one to rely on but myself so I don't turn to somebody and say oh we got to make the mortgage payment this month it's it's up to me so if I can't make the mortgage payment I'm not going to buy the house yeah and yeah. I hope you have a six-month emergency reserves. Yeah. In case your income yeah. goes down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like I, no like if I yeah. can't afford it I'm not going to buy it. Yeah. That's why with the Hanson house, I was like, yeah, yeah someone is going to offer way over what I'm offering. Yeah. I know that. But 
I don't see the value. If I don't see the value of a high, like the, a number higher mm-hmm. than what I'm willing to give, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Well, that's smart, but you also don't have the same pressure that people had a year ago. People like when interest rates were so low, mm-hmm. there was almost like the the pressure or the yeah, we gotta urgency. Get a, yeah, gotta get a house. I with gotta this lock in my yeah. pa- my payment. My uh, rate. You know, you're my buying. Rate. You were buying mm-hmm. a payment back then. Mm-hmm. You don't have the same pressure because so you don't. Who gives a you know what what. If you're if you're mm-hmm. buying at six and a half or seven percent right now, because mm-hmm. you're kind of like, well, it's not all that great anyway. Yeah, <laughs> compared yeah. to recent past. So, yeah. I think it, that's that's it, you're making smart decisions, and I hope a lot of other people are, and they're not pressured into buying homes, you know, with that emotional, you know, pay, overpaying mm-hmm. for homes because. Yeah. I guess like, but even the people that overpaid by a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars and took out a mortgage at two and a half percent. Did they really mm-hmm. overpay? Because if they were that the actual value, you know, that two hundred thousand dollar less price right now at six percent, the payment's probably more. Yeah, but that's the thing so, is, if you're selling your house, you're looking at market value, not looking at I, what you can yeah, afford. Right? I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Yeah. But so, that's why, like, if they're in there for a long time, exactly. I, don't, I don't think it really mattered it all that matter. much if they were overpaying. Yeah. yeah. But if they're not in there like for twenty years, then it would it would matter. Yeah. 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 I feel like it was beneficial for people who were trying to find their forever home mm-hmm. or or their yeah. home that they were going to expand whatever mm-hmm. life that they had. Yeah, somebody who like me, yeah. like I, I, I wouldn't, and even right now, I, I just can't yeah. overpay because mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not looking for my forever home. I'm looking to start yeah. my home journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. not looking for somewhere that I'm going to be mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. Right, and I know that. Right, um, so I have a little bit more leniency that with yeah. that. But and too, I'm I'm glad. Like she, you can see, like she's you know used to being around us, and she's making very very smart decisions. Yeah. you know, and you know if she ends up living in my basement. <laughs> All right, well, that's what happens, I guess. But <laughs> happens know. to the best of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, like I also sit on. Um, I was actually recently appointed to be on um, the Massachusetts Association of Realtors um, Grievance Committee. So I sit on the board uh, mm. for that, and we are definitely seeing more and more grievances come through based on people feeling like, oh, my my agent told me to waive my home inspection. Oh, my agent boy. told me this. My yeah. you know, so. liability and you carry like we carry like you know. Yeah, we have yeah, we have an insurance. But if somebody waives their inspection, they have to sign a a waiver. Yeah, Alyssa, give everybody your number so they know Um, how to reach you. Sure, Alyssa McNamara Reed with McNamara Financial. Our website's McNamaraFinancial.com, and our number seven eight one eight three four twenty ten. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you for being here. I am Sharon McNamara. You can reach us at BostonConnect.com. Find all of our agents there. You can also reach us on the phone at seven eight one eight two six eight thousand. And the webs, um, our past shows are talkrealestateroundtable.com or type in Talk Real Estate Roundtable in your or just podcast say, app. Yeah, say Alexa, Alexa, play Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Thank you, Tim. It was great Thanks, seeing Tim. you. Great Hanging seeing you too, ladies. You. Come back again anytime we on will. Saturday. We will. <laughs> Bye-bye. ATT FM Marshfield, WBMS Brockton.